the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Happy November 1. Let the shopping season begin. Right? Anyhow, anyway, first day of Obamacare. They're now starting to release some of the numbers. The number of people signing up for it, seven. In the whole entire nation, seven. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm exaggerating the number. It was actually six. Six enrollments on the first day. This is going to be kind of sticky because they said 21 million people signed up or visited the site. Six enrolled. That ain't good. Healthcare costs are set to explode if this doesn't go smoothly. Because part of the angle is we need to get some sick people signed up. We need to get some healthy people signed up to cover the sick people who signed up. Stocks are advancing today as investors await data on the economy. Right? What does this even mean? So, we had a very good month of October. Like, one of the best. October and September tend to be the scariest months of the year. And yet we had one of the best. SP 500 is up 2. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 51. The NASDAQ up 2. Hmm. Ain't that something, right? Ain't that a kick in the face? If you haven't noticed, and you should have noticed, if you haven't noticed, uh, November's here and December, and we're going to be up, looks like, over 25% for the year if we just maintain the gains we have right now. That's a pretty damn good year, right? You have to at least agree with that. You have to agree with that. Like, I'm getting ready to give a speech in a couple weeks that I'm talking to people who don't really believe in the stock market. And I have to say, like, you can't argue this, can you? Anyhow. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, you know, notwithstanding the, you know, any one or two days on the market, the month of October was just pretty fantastic, all things considered. Hopefully you didn't spook last night on Halloween. Hopefully you didn't get to the point where you're like, I'll get out of this market. 
the data out of China. Relatively slow pace um, of economic data right now. But China's pretty good from what we're seeing. There's some hesitancy on the part of buyers right now since the market has been able to sustain upside traction the past few sessions. When you have a market that goes up 100 then closes up 10, and the next day goes up 100 and closes up 10, and it goes down 20, you're like, hey, we kind of got nowhere. So people aren't pouring into the market thinking, woo, we're riding this pony higher. People are saying, you know, we'll wait, see if there's anything that you know jumps at us. Chevron, big name that's reporting earnings. Philadelphia Fed President Plosser told CNBC that he thought the Fed missed a chance to start tapering in September. Mr. Plosser, not a voting FOMC member, but his views noteworthy since he'll be a voting member in 2014. So Plosser basically implying, you know, tapering's common. When you see him as a voting member next year, you can kind of expect that tapering's coming. I hope you can expect that. I think you can expect that. Let's get your calls on the air today. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I saw the craziest thing. I saw a dentist who can roll a van and do a root canal in a van in a parking lot. That's pretty, I don't know, that's cool, wonderful, whatever it is. It is. General Motors' domestic sales up nearly 16% in the month of October. General Motors had one of those funny quarters. Ford had a funny quarter. Anytime you see charges, it can create an opportunity. Uh, You know, Ford has to close down some factories in Poland because Europe's just not buying enough vehicles, and you kind of want to make the vehicles in the backyard and then sell them in the backyard versus making them over here and then ship them across the yard and, and into Europe. Uh, so, anytime you shut down factories, it's part of business. And as long as it's a one-time charge, I'm okay with it. Just like one-time gains, eh, it's okay. They're not always going to be there. First solar up 16% today. Up 16%. They reported a jump in profits and sales that surpassed Wall Street expectations. The company reported third quarter earnings of $1.94 a share compared with a buck in the same year period. We're getting to the point where solar is so cheap that people are starting to say, you know what, I'm going to do it. That's good. I think that's a good uh, mindset that should carry that sector. The downside is is there's not a lot of money in solar panels, and solar powers can become very much so like uh, a plumber type of scenario where it costs a lot of money to go install. Vodafone's rising today on an AT&T takeover report, more consolidation, which is kind of crazy. You know, you might remember Vodafone and Verizon had a partnership, and they both went their separate ways. AT&T is exploring a takeover of the U.K. wireless telecom giant as soon as next year. The companies haven't entered into formal negotiations. AT&T is laying the groundwork internally and identifying which Vodafone assets they care about. A merger between the two would create the largest telecom operator by sales. I do not see a day where we get free Wi-Fi. I do not see a day where we get, you know, unlimited whatever we want, downloads. Maybe a little bit more than that than free. <clears throat> and I, I, 
I like AT&T. I like Verizon for long-term patient investors. I like Verizon more. I think they have a better network. Say goodbye my, to my little friend. The over $3 gasoline. So gasoline now down to $3 a gallon in the United States. Crude oil stockpiles are stockpiling. U.S. is headed towards a record of stockpiles. With that said, at 383 million barrels as of the week ended October 25, they're less than 14 million barrels below the highest level ever recorded. The glut of supplies has contributed to almost 6% October drop in West Texas and intermediate crude prices. There's still some problems with Libya, but that's been offset by U.S. production. Forecast for the price of oil for 2014 is $83 a barrel. That would be very stimulative to world economies if that's the case. This is Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. You can find me online at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Talk about Hunger Games. Halloween. Halloween is... To me, evidence that our economy will always roll on. We spend more every year on candy than we do the year before as a nation. That, to me, is very ancillary and very taken for what it's worth. Not much. But I don't see the U.S. consumer failing. I see the U.S. consumer struggling. I see the U.S. consumer spending. Jennifer Lawrence, who is incredibly likable, She's returning to the highly anticipated sequel, The Hunger Games, Catching Fire. The second installment cost Lionsgate an estimated $130 million to make. A big bump up from the first movie, which cost $78 million. They added visual effects of $10 plus million. Um, for the first film, Jennifer Lawrence was paid $500,000. Now she's paid $10 million. It's a nice increase in salary. $30 million for the combination of filming in more locations, more scenes and less than the first film. It's kind of interesting to think about. A lot of people don't grasp the concept of how movies are made, but if you see a lot of interior scenes, they're a lot easier to light than outdoor scenes, and that's money. It's going to have one of the biggest box office openings for the year. If I could invest in bow and arrows right now, I would. But I haven't quite figured it out. Maybe Cabela's big game hunting store. 
If you've never been in a Cabela's, it's crazy. You're like, who are the people that buy bows that you can basically shoot a turkey from three miles away? See that turkey up on the hill? I'm going to peg him. Sorry, turkey. I don't know. That movie about the turkeys going back in time to stop the turkey massacre known as Thanksgiving? I think we've officially run out of concepts on, you know, for movies. Anyway, um, Hunger Games for Lionsgate is going to be around for a long time. They're going to be able to show, you're going to be able to show your children that movie. And uh, we're kind of at that point where, you know, we're getting a little bit pickier about our media, I think. At least it feels that way. So high home ownership is strongly linked to high unemployment. Let's think about this for a second. High levels of home ownership are strongly linked to subsequent rises in unemployment because labor mobility becomes reduced. One of the things I'm going to be talking to, I'm talking to three groups, millennials, generation Xers, baby boomers. One of the things I'm going to be saying to millennials is one of the advantages you have is that you don't own a home. Once you own a home, you're basically, I've got to find work in this area. Oftentimes, you'll hear me say on the show, you know, right now, if I weren't employed, if I weren't happy, you know, if you're looking for love and it's not happening, I would move to an area that has better jobs, more jobs for the people my age, which would be Seattle or Denver. It could be Austin. It could be Memphis. It could be Raleigh, North Carolina. If I wasn't an engineer, I mean, I, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, or if I wasn't an engineer, I, I certainly wouldn't be here. So I would strongly consider leaving the area. Now, high levels of home ownership are strongly linked to subsequent rises in unemployment because of labor mobility. Using data that goes all the way back to 1950 across the United States, except for Alaska and Hawaii, there's a lag from ownership levels to unemployment rates that can take up to five years to show up. So the longer you're in an area, the more likely you lose your job. It's just statistically, it's going to happen, right? And then you have to find a job in your area again. By becoming and pushing home ownership up, you've doubled the jobless rate since those studies. Now, it's interesting. I'm not going to change my life on that study. Hopefully you don't either. Germany, another nation of renters rather than homeowners, has relatively low unemployment. Homeownership unwittingly impairs the labor market by deterring people from moving in search of work a process that's time-consuming and expensive. Long commuting times might also discourage a householder from taking a particular job. There's some truth to this, right? Hopefully you see it. Uh, I'm going to tell the young group, you don't have to own a home that you live in. When I got to the Bay Area 12, 13 years ago, one of the things that struck me was affordability of homes. In other markets that I've lived, it's a lot more affordable for an average person to be able to get into a home. Here, if you didn't inherit it or if you didn't work and get big stock options, you didn't start from a ground up and, and get into a home that was desirable. There would always be trade-offs, in my opinion. Walmart has officially kicked off the holiday season. 
That's one thing I hate about this time of year. It's one thing that I love is that I, I literally get to unplug. Um, phone goes off for the weekend. I've been upgrading my website for the last two days, three days, and I, don't, I, I can't get an email right now. It's probably coming back on later today, tomorrow. It's one of the most refreshing, wonderful things I've ever experienced, not having email for two to three days. Oh, see, I'm a compulsive do-it-now kind of guy. When I get emails, I, I don't have 150 backed up. So for me, not having email, it's just been wonderful. But, okay, the downside of this time of year is seeing people shop. People are not attractive, and people shop. That combination of not being attractive and shopping, I'll, I'll look at good-looking people shop all day long. Just don't show me the people in Walmart. Retailers face the shortest holiday season in years preparing to assail customers right now because Thanksgiving happens so late in the month this year, kind of an anomaly. Um, they got to start sales right now. I mean, it's crazy. Walmart's kick off its online deals Friday, today, a month earlier than usual, underscoring worries and intense discounting aimed at luring budget-conscious shoppers could result in the most tepid holiday spending rise in four years. Retailers have traditionally kicked off the all-important holiday shopping season on the day after Thanksgiving and then saved some of their best online deals for Cyber Monday, but nope. As of today, you can get a JVC 42-inch LED television for $299. That's crazy. You get Walmart's lowest prices in all their categories. The debt ceiling crisis, the payroll tax increases this year. You know, it's it's a little bit tougher, a lot less uh, dollar stretching per se, or dollars not stretching as far as it used to. Walmart is on track to hit about $10 million in global e-commerce sales this fiscal year. Toys R Us, they started airing holiday ads earlier than last year. They've got a cash back offer up to $100 for loyalty program members who buy certain toys by October 31. Like, how do you even keep up with all these deals? Deals and cyber deals and relationships. Target, they said they're spending more on holiday advertising, extending its price match policy and expanding its buy online, pick up in the store. Walmart and Target, both of which struggled to keep up with online demand in 2011, said their websites are now better equipped to handle any potential spike in traffic. So, it's choppy. I know I seem like a Scrooge, and if you saw me yesterday dressed as Velma Dinkley, you know that I have a sense of humor about myself. But, I don't spend a lot of money on holidays. <laughs> we don't need the whole Scooby-Doo. That's enough. It's enough Scooby-Doo for now. Um, but I did love Scooby-Doo growing up as a child, so it's something that I go back to on a regular basis. So I kind of want it to be Fred growing up, you know? I didn't want to be shaggy. I, I, I wanted kind of to be a Fred. Well, life didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. So I'm going to see a therapist later today. I'm very sad. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. We'll see how the day goes. Um, we can talk financial basics. We can talk retirement planning. Uh, one area that I'm a big fan of is eliminating debt. Mortgage debt, student debt's good debt. Credit card debt's bad debt. I've got a credit card that I get 2% back on my spending. That's fine. I, I pay it off every month, so... I basically get a 2% discount on anything I'm buying, but I'm also 
instantly. Every six months, I have them cut me a check, and I invest that money for the long term. So I'm automatically saving two more percent. Um, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Get your calls in the air. Drop me. Well, don't drop me an email right now. Explain it's not working. But you can find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. If you want to see my uh, Velma Dinkley, go to YouTube, Rob Black Show. It's there. Uh, my Twitter account is Rob Black Show as well. I got a big event coming up one week, less than a week from today in San Jose at the airport hotel. You can find out more about that event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's the airport hotel, Thursday evening from 6.39. It's a retirement income workshop. And that's next Thursday from 6.39. Last event workshop of the year. So sign up right here right now. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Each calls in the air. This is Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I highly endorse pushing yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone and getting used to money concepts if you haven't. Hopefully, if you're, you know, age 30, you've got somewhere at least $10,000 to $40,000 saved for your golden years. Otherwise, you're starting to fall behind. Um... And I guess that is what it is, right? I can't walk you hand in hand through this whole thing. SP 500 intercession with a modest week to date loss of two tenths of one percent. China's manufacturing number was pretty good, above expectations. Euro is under pressure following yesterday's disappointing unemployment and CPI data. Strength today in healthcare, industrials, technology, telecom services, and utilities very, very defensive. Weakness in energy, financials, and materials. Again, a flight away from risk. Now, I mentioned, hopefully, by the time you turn 30, you save $10,000 to $40,000 for retirement. It's humbling to say that, right? If you're single, you need financial planning help more so than someone who's married. So, single, not married, no kids. Single people face financial issues not experienced by others. What if you're single and you become disabled? You don't have a spouse to take care of you. What if you're single and you lose a job? Your spouse doesn't carry the job. You're single. So, you go into a hospital for a week, two weeks as a single person and you come out bankrupt. So you really need disability insurance. Not so much life, but disability. I think everyone should have a medical directive. I think everyone should consider a trust if you own a home. 
in your 40s and 50s, you should start to consider long-term care if you've accumulated some wealth. I think if you're single, you know, you got to start setting goals and you don't have a spouse to push you. So it's got to be on you. Now, you can be traditional and you can go with a positive goal, like, I want to lose 10 pounds. Good. Now here's the kicker. Write it down. And then every month, look at it, and at the end of the year, if you didn't do it, you're a loser. I think the biggest mistake people make is not writing stuff down. And it's, it's, it's damaging because we always bring to it our memories, and our memories are distorted aggressively. Like, how many people, like, they'll say, oh, I, I knew it. I knew I should have bought Facebook. I don't know. I'm going back in time thinking that they were, they were kind of expensive at 18 to $20. Now that they're $50, love them. But did I really say that I loved them at 18 to 20 Probably not. You know, did I write it down? Well, I own its shares. So that's worth something. If you have a goal of losing 10 pounds, it's really not a goal until you write down that you have a goal of losing 10 pounds by Christmas. And you have to write it down. Don't set in stone your date so far away that it doesn't make sense. Like, I want to have a million dollars by the time I reach 60. Well, no, you want to have 10 to 40,000 by the time you reach 30. You want to have 100 to 400 by the time you reach 40. Otherwise, you're never going to get to that big goal of a million dollars by the time you're 60. It's just not going to happen. Stay focused on your goals. You should have financial goals written down, maybe 10 of them, 20 of them. At the end of the year, you should take a look, you know, update them a little bit, fix them up a little bit, and keep those goals. Don't just do it once. Don't just say, I want to have $100,000 by the time I'm 30. You do that, and then you know you start spending money like a drunken sailor. Which, for the record, drunken sailors get bad raps. I guess we could probably say you're spending money like a drunken ballerina. Doesn't sound quite as right, does it? So anyway, um, I don't know. I think that segment kind of makes a little bit of sense of critical nature of writing stuff down, of having goals and updating them on a regular basis, short-term goals, long-term goals. Debt, let me put it in a different word for people who are, in there who are single. Debt is income, tomorrow's income. So when you go out and have a credit card that's 18% and you carry it because you're on vacation and you really want it to go to New York and you really want it to see the clubs in New York and... Well, you've done that, been there, checked it off your bucket list. You accumulated some debt. What you really did was you basically stole your income. You spent today's income. And you spent tomorrow's income. So, I don't know. I don't think people look at, you know, interest. They're like, oh, this sucks. Credit card's 18%. That's killing me this month. But if you look at it as you're spending tomorrow's income today, literally you're going to work for free tomorrow. Or you're going to get no return for the work that you put in. That's the way of kind of getting it. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about creating savings. 
Um, I knew someone who was in a car accident when he was 18, and he got a little bit of a settlement out of it from the insurance company. And um, that was at the start to his savings plan. You know, then it had to go up another step and turn into how much you can save a month. But you have to pay yourself first because rent, taxes, and more taxes, and expenses on food. If you don't pay yourself first, you're never going to hit your goals that you need to, financially speaking. You listen to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. You want to see me dressed as Velma Dinkley yesterday. Visit commercialrealestateshow.com. Welcome in. Good morning. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Typically, I start off with a little look at uh, business news, stock market news. The Asian markets were quite mixed, uh, despite the release of positive growth figures. Japan's Nikkei was down. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index up fractions. Korea's Kospi Index up a half of one percentage point. European markets were down, though. And U.S. markets are struggling into the month of November. Uh, this has been a down week. October's over, and it was a great month. Um, the S&P 500's up three today. That's really fractions. The Dow's up eight, and the Nasdaq's down fractions. Ten-year Treasury. I've seen a bad quote on that. That can't be right, so I'm going to not even bring that up. Um, Container Store IPO today. That's one of the beautiful things about Wall Street is you can really buy just about anything. You can buy a stock that specializes in cheese. You can buy a stock that specializes in containers. Uh, Priced at $36. So it's traded in a pretty tight range of 30 to 36 today. Um, it opened right around 35. No, I actually never went down as low as 30. It's just a bad quote. There's some bad quotes out there today. You'll have that from time to time. S&P 500 enters the month of November. Two more months and the year's over. Hopefully you've maxed out your 401k. Hopefully you've um, hit your payroll tax limit. So you're getting a little extra dual rate me in your paycheck. Uh, the euro remains quite pressured at this point in time. Um, other stories of note inside the United States, and again, I think this is a good one. Crude oil continues to be weak, and because of that, we're down down to about three dollars a barrel of uh, three dollars a barrel, three dollars a gallon for oil, gas. Now, that's a little bit of a bogus number, in large part because you have to start adding in taxes and some other things to the cost of gasoline. Uh, that we used to drive in the United States. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. i got a big event coming up in San Jose at the airport hotel less than a week from today, Thursday. It is a workshop tied towards income and retirement. It's not quite the wealth preservation retirement planning event. Uh, Similar and yet oh so different all at the same time. You can find out more about that event probably at newfocusfinancial.com and or, because Chad runs that one, um, or you can find 
out more at robblack.com. I'm updating my website at this point in time, so we'll see how that goes in the next couple days slash weeks. Walmart's kicking off the holiday season a little bit earlier than expected. And I say that in large part because we have a very short holiday season this year, and holiday season being from Thanksgiving to Christmas. You're going to see a lot of craziness. I personally kind of love the craziness that is Walmart. Um, seeing people trample each other for, you know, a sunbeam toaster doesn't make any sense in my mind. And thus, how wonderful it truly is. One of the areas that I guess I got a call this week on that I continue to go back to because I don't get a lot of calls. Um, one of the things that I that really stuck out to me was people really want to buy individual stocks, and I don't necessarily think that's in your best interest to do. And I understand wanting to buy an individual stock, and I understand wanting to be a professional real estate investor. I was at the Real Estate Expo this week doing a live show on Wednesday. And I was surprised at how many people who aren't terribly well-funded try to be a professional. And it's a little sad, in large part, how much trouble people get themselves into, both in stocks and real estate. Um, I got someone who asked me about you know, investing in the dinar, Iraqi dinar, which has no value. Until they have a, an economy, their currency has no value. And yet, I heard about it on this infomercial last watching last night. No, 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 no. Here's what happened. I was watching TV last night. I fell asleep. I woke up and they're talking about the dinar and how this housewife from Iowa made $1 million by investing in it. Oh, you're so... It's sad. It's truly, truly sad what I see out there. So I think the average person should, you know, accumulate wealth, max up the 401k. I do not think that you, um, I don't think most people do that. I think a lot of people want to try to hit a home run. Home ownership's linked to higher unemployment. I thought that was um, a pretty neat little story in the sense that it talks about how if you have mobility, you have the ability to lose a job and go find a new job at a new area. If you don't have a bill, I'm not saying live in a trailer home and literally drive your house around from job to job. I'm not saying that. But maybe don't settle down until you feel really comfortable that this is your career and this is where you're going to be for a long period of time. I met a family uh, when I was camping last year that he works at Google and I was a little surprised because, like, you know, his wife is a stay at home mom and they're both Danish. And they've got three or four kids in the school systems here. Three kids and a baby. And I was like, so are you going to retire here or are you going to go back to Denmark? And it's like, oh, we're definitely going back to Denmark. When the job's over, we're definitely going back. Like, okay, you know, I get the whole family angle and such. But you don't usually hear people say that. So I'm not, they're probably renters. I don't know if they are or aren't. You know, work at Google, you probably have some money to buy house and cash. So, um, but having flexibility, whether it be, and that's why like you want to have an emergency fund of two to six months. If you lose your job, you don't have to move. You don't have to call mom and dad 
You've got that emergency fund that's going to last you until you get another job. If you're in sales and it takes you a while to develop relationships, you tend to want to have six months of cash. If you're you know, an engineer and you're highly sought after and you get downsized or your company just flat out hits a wall, it takes about two months. So that's why we say in the industry you want somewhere between two to six months. Ford is recalling 2,600-focused electric vehicles because there's potential loss of power to the wheels while driving. That's not good. Not good. You definitely want... Oh, oh. Uh, that is a mess. So Ford, the number two automaker, said nearly all the cars from model years, 2012 to 2014, were sold in the United States. That's interesting. Not very many cars. You, know, you keep going back to Tesla, and you're like... How are they pulling off this miracle with their stock? Because they don't make very many cars. And they're not going to make very many cars next year either. So, Chevron earnings fall. Output misses target. They reported a surprise decline in quarterly profit. Hurt by weakness in the oil refining business. Production from wells increased for the number two U.S. oil company, but remained below target. Got a big event coming up. Got a big event in San Jose at the airport hotel. You can learn more about the event at robblack.com. It's Thursday evening, the 7th. You want to bring a phone to donate to charity? I'll get you in for free. More information is at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. The silly stuff we spend money on. Got an extra $5,000? eHarmony will pre screen prospective dates for you. Is dating really that difficult? Or do you really have that kind of money? The whole point of online dating sites was to make matchmaking so easy, everyone would do it themselves, right? But if you pay eHarmony $5,000, you'll get a personal counselor to help you sift through matches. They'll quietly approach them on your behalf. So after surveying 15,000 eHarmony members who earn more than $250,000 a year, it was clear there was a huge demand for such a perk. Ben Stiller's, uh, it's a crazy marketing ploy that's now used in Ben Stiller's movie that's coming out this holiday. The service is designed to minimize rejection and anxiety that comes with online dating. I always thought online dating was kind of like a I'm not going to say shotgun or machine gun approach. Shoot as many bullets as you can and see if something gets hit. 
Maybe it's just everyone seems to have bad guy bullets that always miss. I don't know. I don't know. Um, loneliness is a powerful business model. I mean, really, seriously. eHarmony has a $60 monthly fee. $60? Who can afford that? So, go out and find someone and kiss them. You sign up for a yoga class. If you're a dude looking for a woman, take yoga classes. If you're a dudette looking for a dude, go take a fly fishing class. I assure you, there's going to be no competition in that class for your attention other than you. I mean, you're going to get it all. Anyway, um, one piece of advice that I give that I always try to find odd, simple pieces of advice to give. And let me give you an example of that. I wash all my clothes on delicate. Unless I'm out in the mud. Unless I'm eating pasta and I'm massively trashed or drunk and red sauce is getting all over. It's my wear white night where everything I wear is white. I have white shoes and white socks and white pants and a white shirt. I'm like, let's go eat red pasta. So washing your clothes on delicate... I mean, just do the math. Look at the electricity that you use. And, like, if you wash a full load on, like, really extra-duty, heavy-duty, it takes, like, 56, 70 minutes. If you wash them delicate, it takes 36. Just the math right there tells you that you probably can save some electricity. I know. I know you're saying, I never thought of it like that. Oh, okay. So, anyway, a um, little financial fatigue going on right now. Some selling activity by mutual funds, booking in some profits for the year. It's typically a very friendly time of the year to invest. Um, you know, the back half of the year, you see budget flushes, you see budget refreshes. Hmm. It's kind of interesting. Um, France. France. France's soccer world's reeling of the government's refusal to exempt teams from a planned 75% tax on big salaries. If you were a big salary, if you were a good player, would you want to play in France and lose 75% of your money to taxes? You know how you're, you make $100 million. I'm the $100 million player. Teams are threatening to boycott matches and protests. The professional union of football clubs has said the tax risks to kill French football. Controversy was sparked when President Francois Hollande refused to exclude soccer clubs from the hefty tax after meeting with industry representatives. The socialist leader assault on top earners is part of the efforts to shrink France's massive budget deficit and support the sagging economy. How do you feel about that story? Employers must pay the levy on salaries exceeding 1 million euros, or roughly $1.4 million a year. The league plans to strike in protest later this month, the first boycott of its kind in more than 40 years. If you look at Europe, and I watch Premier League soccer Saturday and Sunday mornings, I don't know, maybe I need to get out a little bit more. But it seems like every poor person in that country is at that soccer stadium right now. I mean, it's it's a religion. So a punishing tax on France's top earners... Uh, was part of his election campaign. And Hollande is so far standing next to it. Keep in mind, you know, Gerard Depardieu, uh, he took up Russian citizenship in protest of the so-called millionaire's tax. People will figure out ways to save their money. 
French players will say, you know what, I'm going to go play in Spain. I'm going to go play in, in, in the U.K. So I know you're saying, the most shocking thing I learned about you today, Rob, is that you watch Premier League soccer. Uh, I, I tape it, if nothing else. Like, I try to get out of town as often as I can. I don't know. There's something just peaceful about Tahoe or Santa Barbara or San Luis Obispo, Monterey. Um, just something nice to unplug to. But 75% income tax. That's crazy, especially on football players. But, again, there's a reason that athletes like LeBron James decide to play in Miami because they're not paying income taxes. There's a, a direct hardcore reason on it. Um, like, if you're a hockey player and you sign a contract to play professional hockey, what, what state would you rather work in? A state with no income tax or a state with income tax. Ten million dollar deal is really a nine million dollar deal in the state of California, and that's probably going to change because again, the higher tax brackets and things like that. It's probably less than that if you know what I'm saying. So that's before you even get to federal taxes. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Saw a very odd angle on Obamacare. And it was tied towards sex workers. Sex workers being exactly what you think I'm saying. Prostitutes. Um, prostitutes tend to, how shall we say, not pay a lot of not pay a lot of taxes, and they don't have government-sponsored health care. Is like a golden opportunity to them. Because they're certainly not going to call a health insurance company and say, this is what I do for a living. Can I get some health care? Like, no one's going on record saying I'm a prostitute. And no one's going, like, that's, isn't that, like, the weirdest thought you could have about Obamacare and health care? That there's some groups of people that it will massively benefit who don't pay um, federal taxes, who don't pay payroll taxes, And there's others, you know, people who work for cash only. They're going to be big winners out of it. I mean, they're going to be winners out of it. Each calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. This is Rob Black. Your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.